Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mike Penguin Podcast. Today we have a, uh, I guess you could say semi-special guest, not that special. Uh, her name is Brianna Bray. How, how are you doing? Above and beyond special guest. You can say it. It's okay. Mm. I'm doing great. How about you, Mike? I'm doing good. Glad to hear that. I would like to point out that I am a recurring guest within uh-huh. like three episodes so i'm obviously a favorite over here fan favorite favorite that's a huge stretch favorite i don't think it's too big of a stretch i think it's just convenient to exploit you i think that's really what it me. is yeah. no you just want the clout that's i'm all. exploiting your social labor you want the brie clout yeah yeah i just I'm want just all the clout from your no clout millions there. of fans right exactly because yeah. i'm that famous maybe make your own podcast how about that maybe she's just I would probably make two episodes, and it would never continue after that. <laughs> so, Bri, uh, aside from your um, me exploiting you for clout, today we're gonna—I think it would be good to talk about uh, your your fitness journey and your exercise journey. So, I think that'd be an interesting topic to my fitness journey. That's yeah. so deep. Yeah, so deep, <clears throat> exactly. So, uh, what, when did you start working out, and why? I started working out this year at the beginning of March, I believe it was. <clears throat> so that's about like eight months now. Um, the reason why I started is because, honestly, I wasn't super happy with how I looked. So I wanted to change that. I wanted to get more in shape. Felt very out of shape. And a lot of people close to me, like my cousins and stuff, they started working out. And um, it just seemed like something that I wanted to get into. So I wanted to get a gym membership and test the waters. And that's how it all started. And now we're here. Wow. <clears throat> Yes, sir. Amazing. So what what is your training split like? So my training split is a little bit different than mm-hmm. most people's. Um, I try to go five days a week. I usually do. Sometimes six, but if I go six days a week, that's an active recovery day. So I don't lift weights on the sixth day, which would be Saturday. So on Monday, um, that is back and bicep day. Personal favorite. Tuesday, glutes and hamstrings. Wednesday, shoulders and back, which a lot of people say is like a weird split to do, like shoulders and back. Mm-hmm. I guess people usually just do shoulders, chest tries, but um, this split was recommended to me by one of my friends, actually, so I just took it and tweaked it how I wanted. And then Thursday, <clears throat> quads and glutes and calves, and then Friday, chest and tries, triceps. Okay. <laughs> So what are your thoughts on uh like the bulking and cutting thing? Um I honestly I get why people do it. I know some people are a little bit opposed to that, but I completely get it. If you know, you want to put on more weight, gain more muscle, I say, you know, go for bulking. If you want to lose weight, I say, you know, go for cutting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Mike? You want to get into that? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think bulking and cutting is necessary if you're not like competing. Uh, I think, I also think that most people don't really know how to do it properly. I think most people just eat more food or, or eat less food and they don't really focus on like the, the nutrients that they're getting. Like, cause especially me personally, I've been working out since I was like in high school or middle school actually. And, um, I really focused a lot on um just like getting bigger and stronger and it worked 
I, I I wasn't doing any bulking. I was just eating to my satisfaction, and I just I just kept uh, getting stronger. And then eventually, once I once I slowed down a bit, I, I started to care more about like nutrition and longevity, and and more so health than anything else. And I found that when I did focus on health, my my like performance in the gym got much better. Like when I when I just focused more so on nutrients, like macros, like obviously getting the correct protein intake, getting good carbs and uh, fats in there, making sure you have your fats, and making sure you have your micronutrients as well, like the vitamins, like B vitamins, A, C, D. Get just just going out in the sun and taking a walk and and doing things that increase your testosterone. Like even people who don't train legs, you're missing out a lot because training legs can boost your testosterone. Do not skip legs, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Don't skip leg day. We do not want to be shaped like the letter P around here. <laughs> no. <clears throat> no, we don't want the John, Johnny Bravo physique. Absolutely not. You gotta have you gotta have a balanced a balanced physique. And um, so I don't. I think bulking and cutting are very. They're very overrated. I think cutting is um. It's understandable, but I think it should be done like very. I think it should be done very safely and very slowly. People want to cut like thirty pounds in like thirty days or something, and that that's not good. Yeah. Okay. I do agree that excessive cutting or trying to cut very quickly is not meant for people who are not competing mm. if you're cutting definitely do it safely you know maybe like 350 to 500 calorie deficit daily um but yeah i don't think it's a good idea to like try to drop several several pounds in just one week that's very very unhealthy and it's not maintainable like you know yeah. you're gonna drop a certain amount of weight and then gain it all back if you lose it fast, you can gain it fast. Exactly. Yeah. You know, people get so restrictive, and then they binge after a while. Exactly. So. Yeah. And also, I don't think bulking is as necessary as people think it is. Like you can, there's nothing wrong with like uh, like a maintenance phase where you just eat uh, like your your maintenance calories just to maintain what you have. And oftentimes, people will go into a maintenance phase and end up getting bigger and stronger. I think it's called um. Deloading. No, not deloading. It's um, it's I forget what it's called exactly, but it's the stage where you're you're losing fat and gaining muscle as well. Oh, muscle recomposition or something. Yeah, like that. recomp. Yeah, that's recomp. what it is. Muscle recomposition, exactly what it is. And 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 that's not people think. Oh, you can only do that in specific situations, and it's like, yeah, but though, but most of that, you you can your body is meant to like gain fat and lose and gain muscle and lose fat. And it can do that at the same time because if you're gaining fat, I mean gaining muscle, then your body's gonna eventually like increase increase lean muscle mass is gonna increase your base metabolic rate, which is gonna um, which is gonna help your body burn more calories even when you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So just having more muscle on your frame is gonna cause your body to burn more calories automatically, and that's gonna help you burn fat. So you can do both those things at the same time and you don't need to be like bulking crazy or like like people will like like I need to gain like twenty pounds or I need to lose twenty pounds and it's like they get so focused on that that they forget about like their actual health and all of that. And and don't realize that you can you can find a middle ground that'll probably be better for you in the end. And But one could argue that bulking and cutting is effective and it works and you can still be healthy once you do both. 
Yeah, it can it can be effective, but the problem is most people don't know how to do it, and most people, like people just just like people who bulk, for example, they just want to add a weight to their body. They're not worried about like having the right nutrients. They just want to like like I think you're familiar with the term of dirty bulking yes. or clean bulk, and it's like you want to do a clean bulk and you want to do it slowly. You don't want to gain like twenty pounds in like two weeks or like a month even. Like mm-hmm. that's way too much. Like you want to maybe like gain like. A pound a month, a pound or two a month. If you really, and that's even that's kind of fast sometimes. If it's like a pound or two a month, but you want it to be a slow, steady pace, and you want your body to be able to ease into it. You don't want to just force something on your body that that that's just it'll it'll shock the body too much, and, and it won't adapt quickly enough or or properly. Because mm-hmm. you gain too much weight too quickly, it'll end up you're gaining fat. Yeah. If you lose too much weight too quickly, your body might actually lose muscle. As opposed to losing the fat that you actually wanted to lose. So if, even in, if your end goal is to lose fat, the way you go about that is is important. You know, if your end goal is to build muscle, your body is not gonna. If you gain twenty pounds in a month, your body is not gonna gain gonna make twenty pounds of muscle in that month. Most right. of that is gonna be fat. So, mm-hmm. but if you do it slowly and properly with the right nutrients, your body is going to adapt at the proper pace and it's actually going to add the weight that you want and lose the weight that you want. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely do your research before either cutting or bulking, even working out in general, because I know I did not, maybe we can get into that later, but I did mm-hmm. not do my research at all. And once I started working out, I jumped straight into trying to cut and that was very, very stupid because it wasn't even cutting the right way. Yeah. I, I really think that uh, most people, want to cut immediately especially newer lifters they want to like they either want to cut or bulk immediately and it's like no you don't need to yeah. you, you should be you shouldn't be especially if you're just starting because that you're adding a whole new stressor to your body and adding that new stressor and all that you that burning calories and, and tearing your muscle fibers doing all that is gonna increase your body's need for calories and you if you do that and then you're cutting calories at the same time. That's just gonna be a, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. Because now you're gonna be tired, hungry, and you're gonna be have a worse performance in the gym mm-hmm. because you're not getting enough calories. Exactly. So when you first start lifting, you should actually you're gonna get hungry. Lifting will make you hungrier, and you need to listen to your body when it tells you that you mm-hmm. shouldn't. You know, but your body doesn't want you to eat junk food. It wants you to eat nutrients. So you're like, oh, I'm hungry. Let me get a box of donuts. Let me just get twelve donuts, and I'm just gonna. It's like, no, your body doesn't want you to binge on sugar and snack. It wants you to, like, fruits, uh, whole foods, meat. Don't be afraid of meat. Don't be afraid to get your fats in. Your body needs fat and saturated fat for your hormones and all that type of stuff, especially for your hormones. Your body needs cholesterol and fat for its hormones and hormone production. In the, moderation. In Sure, in moderation, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but... I don't think people. I think people don't need to get enough cholesterol because they don't understand how how important cholesterol is to their hormones and hormone production. And and cholesterol is like, it's a huge part of how your body maintains and manages all your hormones, like testosterone, estrogen, all all that stuff. Like literally, if you look at the, uh, I don't have a, a a graphic, but if you look at the chemical like compound for testosterone. The building block of testosterone is cholesterol. So you need fats. People are like really afraid of fats these days. 
which I don't know why they're they're consuming the wrong. They need saturated fat because the cholesterol has the building block of cholesterol. Testosterone is cholesterol. So I think really people high cholesterol leads to heart problems though. Oh, so. are we going down that rabbit hole? You no. Know, okay, if this is gonna turn into a ba- a debate, no. <laughs> <laughs> I told Michael before the podcast, I was like, let's try to keep the debating to a minimum because we have pretty different opinions whenever oh, it comes to certain things. Well, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole. No, we're good. Well, I just want to say, okay, we won't go down it, but I, I'm gonna say this: like, if if anyone there is thinking that uh, cholesterol is causing heart problems, like, I'd like to encourage you to do your own research and to realize that cholesterol, like, only twenty percent of your dietary cholesterol, only twenty percent of your cholesterol in your body is dietary. So your body is making eighty percent of the cholesterol in your body. The, the cholesterol is in your body right now. 80% of it is is made from your body. Only 20% of the cholesterol in your body is from the cholesterol that you eat. Every cell in your body is made up of cholesterol. So it seems like cholesterol is essential for humans to survive. And and even if you, if you think cholesterol is causing heart problems, the American Heart Association actually put took that out of their um their official pap- documents and papers and I think it was 2016 they took it out. They said it's a risk. They used to say that cholesterol caused heart problems, but now they say cholesterol is a risk. And I think one more thing is that um, if cholesterol causes heart problems, we would see that if there was an increase in cholesterol in the American diet, there would be an increase in heart problems. Over the years, cholesterol has been vilified, and over the years, red meat and cholesterol has been consumed less and less over the years. And yet heart problems and complications, chronic, chronic disease continue to go up and up and up. So I understand if someone thinks that cholesterol causes heart problems. I used to be one of those people. But I would encourage you to do your own research and to do your own uh, invest. Educate yourself on those things. Look up scientific papers. Look up journal. Look up what doctors say. There is not. And something that seems to be a misconception that, there, that that there's a consensus on what causes heart disease. There is not a medical and scientific consensus on what causes specifically atherosclerosis or heart failure and things like that. So I would just encourage people to educate themselves and look that stuff up. I think Michael wants y'all to do y'all's research. Yeah. Just from what do I your own re- you don't you don't have to believe me. I understand if people don't believe me, but I would I would encourage you to do your own research and educate yourself. Okay, noted. Anyways, back to <laughs> Brianna, the, the 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 guest of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing that I think was interesting uh, to talk about for you as a girl. Like, are there any like female specific struggles when it comes to working out in the gym or just exercising in general? Absolutely, mm-hmm. I could spend so much time on this. Um, yes, there, even just hearing in conversation like how certain guys at my gym talk as a female you'd like hear that and you're like wow if this girl knew that's like that's pretty disrespectful like there are not all not all people are like that not all guys are like that but it is definitely like you have to watch out you have to be completely aware of your surroundings at all times obviously there's the modesty part of that for you know us girls um yeah, obviously I have to take that into account. Um, <clears throat> so there's like certain exercises you wouldn't do, you know, in certain situations. But um, yeah, there's several. There's several. 
it's mostly just mm-hmm. being completely aware of your surroundings, who's around you at all times, and just, you know, be careful what you're doing. I'm curious, are you aware of, like, the differences <clears throat> in uh, physiology during, like, the, uh, like, for example, a menstrual cycle? Mm-hmm. Like, the, like there's, certain, there's different phases of the menstrual cycle and where, like, it can affect your performance in the gym. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard of that. But yeah. I'm not extremely knowledgeable about it, which is why I didn't bring it up. It did cross my mind, but I was like, you know what? I don't yeah. know enough about this to talk about it. I don't so. know too much about it, but from what I do know, I think it's like the, um, I think the first two weeks of your cycle are like the best weeks to exercise. From I'm, I'm just going off what I've, what I've heard, and I don't have a very concrete understanding of everything. But based off what I've heard, the first two weeks are like, the best to exercise and that's when you really want to go hard in the gym and want to get all your like your heavy lifts in and stuff like that the second two weeks are when um or when you want to i think when your body craves more carbs and stuff like that mm-hmm. and that's when you really want to you know let your <clears throat> let your let yourself eat those things because your body is craving them and wants them to help fuel. help yeah help fuel itself and then this the last two weeks were obviously when the when it starts to like, your performance might dip a little bit because you're you're menstruating. So and you're supposed to take it easier. Yeah, take it a little, like, take it a little lighter, take it a little easier, and it's okay to do that because, you know, your body's not uh, operating optimally, and that's just part of the part of the cycle. So yeah, I'm sure there's definitely a more qualified people than me. To, yeah, I'm to sure there's a lot more to it than that, but yeah, I don't yeah. know a whole lot. I've honestly. The most I've known about it is just like seeing memes on Instagram about it. I'm not even gonna lie. Just like, <laughs> what window you should work out like get this and this and then it's just like I haven't really yeah. dove into that. I think, I think there's a a YouTuber named Stephanie Buttermore, and I think she had a pretty good video on it. So if anyone wants to know more about that, I'd recommend that video because I'm not I'm not too avert, uh much of an expert on that. Not sponsored by any YouTubers. To yeah, no, their... not sponsored. <laughs> but if you want to, anyone wants to sponsor me, I'm more than happy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's something. a broke college boy. He needs all the help he can get, which <laughs> is why really I'm here. Yeah. This is why I give you the call. Oh yeah, rich, rich girl Brianna <laughs> here to save me. Completely kidding. Yeah, but any more like female specific struggles you think? Um, I'm sure as soon as we got get off this podcast, I will think of some. But that's all that's coming to mind. Hmm. So what's your overall diet like? Ooh, okay. Uh, so whenever I first started working out, I really, really tried to focus on eating healthier. Obviously, I was not as educated as I am now. Still learning, not saying I am very educated, but um, it has, at first it was like, okay, so you know there's like a misconception that whole wheat bread is better than you, better for you than white bread. And, like, that's just an example. Or brown rice is better for you than white rice or blah, blah, blah. You know. So whenever I was trying to cut, I would make those diet changes and then eat whole wheat instead of white. Or, like, sweet potatoes instead of white potatoes. When in reality, basically the same amount of calories. Not much of a difference. Anyways. um, So at first, it wasn't the best and I know what's, like, good for me. It's just a matter of, like, implementing that diet. Now yeah. it has gotten better. I was out of town for, like, two weeks recently, so it kind of dipped. And ever since then, it's it's hard to get back on track once you go out of town. But yeah. overall, I try to keep it 
very healthy, but that doesn't always that yeah. doesn't always happen. Um, my general advice to newer people is like just eat whole foods. Yes. Like if you can't grow it or kill it, you probably shouldn't eat it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like Oreos and like cookies and processed foods are the worst. Yeah, for real. All that stuff is really bad. And I think you were talking to it might have been Sharon on y'all's podcast or one of the other guests. And you were like, there are absolutely no benefits to sugar. Like, none at all. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty if much, you, yeah. If you took sugar out of your diet, it would be... You would feel amazing. I'm still trying to work on this because I have, like, the biggest sweet tooth out of anyone I know. But at one point, I completely cut sugar out. And I felt so good. My skin cleared up. My eyes even looked, you know, clearer. I felt amazing. That also came along with other diet changes, too. But sugar was the main one. He completely took it out, and he added sugars. And, um, oh, people also have the misconception that fruit is bad for you because it has the sugar. Oh, and just like, don't no. get me started. <laughs> that is like one of my biggest pet peeves whenever I hear people about that. There's the natural sugar fructose in fruit. It's, you know, it's good for you. You were, ma- you were meant to mm-hmm. process yeah. fruit. Added sugar, it's completely different than fructose. Completely different. Your body handles it way differently. So. And also, if you have like white powdered sugar, there's no nutrients in that. Yeah. When you have fruits, there's like vitamin C, vitamin A. Exactly. There's manganese. There's magnesium. There's all different types of vitamins, vitamin A's, and fruits. Whereas, like, in a, if you just eat like straight up a sugar cube, there's no nutrients. There's no vitamins in that. It's just sugar. Mm-hmm. So even having and, and there's something about like having sugar, like even within a food matrix, that changes the effect that it has in your body. Like it, it's not the same as eating like a cupcake, mm-hmm. where there's like it's just it's, it's sugar's it's been it's been removed from its original source and processed to the point where it's this white powder exactly. that you likely wouldn't find anywhere in nature. But when in sugar, when it, whenever there's sugar in a food matrix, it reacts differently. Even with um with like dietary supplements when people like if someone takes a vitamin d supplement or a vitamin c supplement like your body's not going to absorb the full amount of that supplement because it's not within the food matrix like it's supposed to be like you could you'll get vitamin c but it's not going to be as high of a quality or there's or there's things that are in like an orange or in a fruit that interact with your body and how it functions that's just not going to be in the vitamin c supplement as it's been stripped from its original source and there's so many things like that. Even a vitamin D pill, it's not the same as going out in the sun. You know what I mean? You need to go out in the sun and actually feel the sun. Like vitamin D activates so many hormones in your body. I think I think even there was some people in the medical or nutritional community who were saying that vitamin D shouldn't even be a vitamin. It should be like a, a hormone. It should be considered a hormone or something. Really? Like, because of how essential it is to like waking up the human body and like just letting us know that it's daytime and it's time to get active and how much better people feel when they actually get enough vitamin D. And especially today in America, like so many people are working inside and or have indoor hobbies and and they they end up not being very vitamin D deficient because they're not getting out in the sun enough. And that's a big part. That's a big problem in uh, America. And people are getting vitamin D supplements, but it's not it's not doing everything that you know getting out in the sun would do. Yeah. I'm not big on the whole, like, vitamin C capsules or vitamin D. <laughs> like, if you're lacking in that, I get, I guess, I get why people, you know, try to get a bigger, a higher dose of that. 
But everything you need, you can obtain through food, through Whole Foods, I yeah. think. So, yeah, that was another thing I've been trying to focus on more is just more Whole Foods, less processed foods. Because seriously, if you make even the slightest change in your diet, let's say you just take out soda, you will feel it. Like, it yeah. is a very noticeable difference. So I highly recommend that to anybody who's like trying to... Oh, and another misconception, oh my goodness, is that diet soda is better... Because it has, like, fewer, you know, like, zero calories or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's worse stuff in diet drinks, I feel like, than there is in the actual real deal. Yeah. Because at least they're using real sugar and real Coke. But they're using, like, artificial sweeteners in diet Coke or whatever it may be, diet Pepsi. And it's just, it's way worse for you. And your gut microbiome. <clears throat> overall just it's not good dude those artificial artificial sweeteners get me they're bro. so bad like like i think aspartame specifically like actually makes your body hold on to fat more often so I it's like it. it's an artificial sweetener and there's zero calories but the way that chemical interacts with your with your body actually makes it hold on to more fat mm -hmm. and even sucralose and uh stevia they both interrupt they, what's called a quorum sensing in your in your gut microbiome, where it c helps the bacteria communicate with each other. So it's gonna like slow slow digestion and slow this and in the different processes. It's like it's like if you're trying to like run a business, but like no one has a phone and they can't talk to each mm -hmm. other. It's like if you just and you put that in your body. So now you're you're now you're kind of slowing down your natural processes, and it's having a negative effect on your overall health. And people don't people don't know that. I would have to do more research on it, but I would argue that stevia is better that for you than something like sucralose because stevia is a leaf extract. It comes from a leaf, so you're, it's more natural. Your body knows what to do with it, like monk fruit sweetener. I believe that also comes from a leaf or a plant. It's a plant. So I wouldn't necessarily group that in with sucralose. Maybe, you know, I need to do more research on that myself too. But bottom line, artificial sweeteners are just complete trash and i would not people see like zero calories on a can or on a food and they're like oh that's so good no it's not like check the ingredients because i bet you there's a trash artificial sweetener in there you know what's so funny someone though some people really believe in like um like zero calorie zero calorie foods or like they leave in um what do they call it they think it's like negative calories like mm -hmm. <laughs> it was so funny one time uh someone was like eating grapefruit and they were like, Mike, this is negative calories. I'm gonna, <laughs> like, what? I'm gonna burn. And I was like, What? Who told you that? <laughs> and they were like, No, because the it, it, grapefruit is negative calories. Celery is they. It was grapefruit and celery. They were like, Those are negative calories. Look it up, Mike. Well, they didn't tell me to look it up because, of course, it wouldn't be there. But they they just they just said, they said it and they believed it and they were like, It's negative calories. And I was like, What makes you think that that would be negative calories? That makes no sense. How would you eat something? And then it's, it, it takes out energy from your body. Well, the thing I've heard about celery is that it has so few calories that you're basically not intaking anything because you're burning the calories chewing on it and digesting it that you would get from the actual celery. Not sure how true that is, but maybe that's what they no. were trying to get to. Bogus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone that, you know what? I, I asked them. I asked them why they thought that, and they said that... Uh, that the grapefruit apparently because because of, the, of the, the vitamin C because of how acidic it was, 
It's kind of like burn <laughs> calories in your the body. The acid burns the fat inside <laughs> your stomach. What? Yeah, it was really, it was really goofy. <laughs> but then I told them to look it up, and they looked it up, and they realized, oh yeah, there's no zero calorie foods. That's not how food works. Oh, that's embarrassing. When something says zero calories, it's not that there's zero. It's not that there's, there's actually zero calories. Sometimes they just can't track how many calories it is, mm-hmm. so they just don't bother putting it on there. Another thing is people see, let's say, on like a can of avocado spray or any like type of oil cooking spray it says zero calories on there but if you look at the serving size let's say it's like one third of a second spray Mm -hmm. it's like you're not gonna like time yourself oh one third second spray oh that's zero (laughs) calories like no you're gonna douse your food probably or douse the pan whatever you're using in this oil thinking you're having zero calories when in reality that's actually like building up and it could be easily 30 to 40 calories right there Mm -hmm. so just because it says zero calories on there does that does not mean that the amount you're using is going to be zero calories because that's just the serving size. It's more than that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's not like you're going to spray that whole bottle like on your mouth and there's going to be nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like no, nothing happened. I just ate a whole bottle of spray, but. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm guessing since earlier you said you weren't like the talking about the supplements and stuff. You don't take those. You don't take any supplements or protein powder. No, I do not. Um, pre-workout okay so pre-workout yes i have Uh-oh. i'm currently out of it so okay but hold on wait 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 i could spend so much time on this <laughs> so yes i have taken pre-workout before um obviously for the caffeine boost because i do notice a difference whenever i'm caffeinated versus when i am not as far as my performance goes in the gym um i found a pre-workout brand that uses actually stevia to sweeten their pre-workout so it's like in my book more natural i wouldn't ever use sucralose because i used to drink drinks that had sucralose in them i actually did recently just for like a one-time thing but i can like within minutes maybe 15 minutes of drinking it i can tell a difference in my stomach i'm like oh something's not right like that's how much sucralose messes with me Mm -hmm. and artificial sweeteners in general basically i found a brand that you know is more natural. Um, I haven't bought it in a while because I ran out. So I'm not sure if I will. Just because I also don't want to be addicted to caffeine. So I'm doing fine without it right now. Um, but no, I don't take any protein powders because that goes back to the whole foods conversation. I think that all the protein you need, you could easily get from whole foods. Like I know people, maybe if they're on a time crunch, they'll throw in some protein powder and a protein shake and take it on the go. Or, you know, whatever. <clears throat> they make protein powder pancakes, whatever you want to do. Um, I don't think it is worth it because of the insanely long ingredient list that is on most protein powders. Like, the amount of additives and just junk that comes along with protein powders. Like, I guarantee most people don't go for natural protein powders. They're just like, oh, Captain Crunch cereal flavored protein. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that sounds so good. Like, no, yeah, it might taste good, and maybe you are getting, like, 25 grams of protein a serving or whatever, but I think it'll mess you up in the long run because of how bad the ingredients are. I think you could easily get as much protein as you need daily just from foods, like Greek yogurt, non-fat Greek yogurt. There's, like, not that many calories in a serving of that, and it's, like, 15, 16 grams of protein. Obviously, you have your meats. Like, you could just get protein from foods. 
I really don't think you need protein powders. I get why people do it. You know, you do you. That's just not something I personally would want to, just because of all of the bad ingredients in it. Dude, some protein powders have just straight up chalk in them. Right. Like they just they put chalk in there, but but on, of course on the, on the ingredients label they put like the chemical compound. They don't just put chalk. <laughs> people don't even know they're just eating chalk. It's so it's, bad it's, for yeah, you. Yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff in there. If you like, don't know, or if you've never heard of the words, the big words that you see on the ingredient list, it's probably really bad for you. Yeah, like, you should those. You should look up those big words. Exactly. And see what they are. Exactly. Because uh, yeah, people just read them like I don't know what that is. I'll eat it. Exactly. Like, it tastes Whoa. good. I'm gonna get my protein <laughs> yeah. in. Like I understand it's easy to do. At one point, I was doing that. Not shaming anyone who does that, obviously, but. Mm. I just wouldn't recommend that to a new person. I wouldn't recommend protein powders or any type of supplements like that to a person trying to, you know, get bigger or go to the gym or whatever. That's just not something I would do. Yeah, like you said, that you can get all those macronutrients and micronutrients from uh, mm-hmm. from just whole foods and things in the environment. Adam and Eve wasn't chugging down protein shakes trying to get <laughs> yoked. Like, they had everything they needed in the beginning. They had all those whole foods. Yeah. I don't know. You, yeah. you don't need all that extra artificial stuff. Yeah, exactly. And most of the time it just has a, a fe- negative side effects that you may not know about. Or it's usually just or even like like I said, like uh, there's a, a lot of people don't know this, but there's, there's like a there's like um, somewhat of a tier list of what proteins are best for you. And 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 I think like meat and milk are at the top of the tier list, like with, with meat and milk. If you eat if there's 30 grams of protein in meat or milk your body's going to absorb like at least 28 to 29 grams of that, I think. But with other surfaces of protein, like there's protein in like nuts or in seeds and stuff like that, your body's not, sometimes, some, some foods, your body's not even going to absorb half of the protein you consume. So a label might say 20 grams of protein, 30 grams of protein, but your body isn't actually going to absorb all of that depending on which source it comes from because of how many different things are interacting. Mm-hmm. You know, when you eat that thing, or how many how many different ingredients there are in that that interact with your body. So, there are there is a difference in, um, like the the quality of protein that you're eating and consuming, and how much your body can actually absorb of that. That's why there's this whole thing around like uh, it's kind of a meme, but like soy boys, like soy there's, boys? like there's protein in soy. Like that people oh. joke that like you know people who eat soy are like week oh soy is so bad for you though soy is bad for you but there is protein in it and and that's like it's like a thing where like if you eat soy you're weak or you're sore for protein (laughs) because soy is a lower quality of protein and it might seem like a meme or like a whatever but there's a there's a reason behind it and it's because and and you know it's it's funny because people who say that may not even know why but there's a scientific backing behind it where like soy is not as higher quality of a protein as like meat or milk or other things you can eat so that's something to consider when you're trying to get your macros it's like which macros are actually you know going to be the best quality ingredients for me to consume yeah i was actually wondering while you were talking i was like i wonder how much of the protein you're actually consuming through protein powders or pre-made protein shakes like as opposed to you know natural foods because like you said, all the ingredients that probably interfere with that, mm-hmm. your body actually knows what to do whenever you feed it meat and milk, you know. But whenever yeah. it like has this foreign substance that is protein powder, especially with all the other added, ing- added ingredients, I'm sure it probably doesn't process all of it mm-hmm. correctly. 
Yeah, your body's going to know what to do better with a natural source. <clears throat> exactly. So b- back to getting uh, swole, <laughs> getting huge in the gym. Yes, because I'm so jacked. Yeah, you're really, you're tremendous. I mean, you're kind of putting me to shame over here. I'm the right person to be asking for this. Yeah. So what what, what do you do on days when like maybe your motivation is low or you don't really feel like going to the gym? So not to sound like a cliche, I don't know. You've been calling me a meathead. Not to sound like a cliche <laughs> meathead or a gym rat, but I, there are, it's so rare when I don't feel like going to the gym because that is actually a hobby to me and something I genuinely enjoy. So it's something I look forward to. Kind of sounds sad. But um, it's, yeah, no, I, I think it's it's fun to me. I think mm-hmm. it's fun. So there, it's very, very rare where I don't feel like it. But on the rare occasion, let's say it's leg day. That's usually the days I don't feel like going. If it's leg day and I, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of dreading this. I think about, you know, the end result. Just like thinking about, well, if I skip this day, then the next time it'll be easier for me to skip that day. Mm. And it's like, well, then I'm missing out on my full potential. I'm missing out on what the end result could be because I'm skipping one day here, one day there, you know. So it's it's just like the light at the end of a tunnel for me, basically. I'm just trying to keep my vision straight and thinking about what the result could be and what it couldn't be if I don't. If I don't go to the gym, you know, people are like, oh, it's just one day. Like, no, it, it could pile up and it could be multiple days. Yeah. Thinking about what you have to gain and what you have to lose. Yes, exactly. Especially that one day, because one day could turn into 10 days very easily. Exactly. Like if you skip one day a week, how many days is that in a year? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How many days is that in a, you know, in a month? How many days is that in two years? If you view it as, oh, it's just a day, then <laughs> that's going to happen multiple times. Yeah. Like, oh, and it's just If you just skip today. today, how many other days are you going to skip because you don't feel like it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or you get to the gym and you're like, you know, it's like day to day, but I'm going to hit upper, upper body. And then you're shaped like the letter P <laughs> next month. <laughs> yeah, then you, you, you look you're skinny like Joe over there. <laughs> no calves. <laughs> no calves. Oh, no. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to be that guy. He skips. Skips glad day. Exactly. Don't be that guy. Yeah, your upper body's like a beefcake, and then your lower body's like toothpicks. So. <laughs> I've seen that so much. <laughs> yeah, like, you want balance. Yeah. Exactly. Literally and physically. Yeah. Yeah. Literally <laughs> and physically. Yeah. So, how do you think that you know working out and going to the gym has affected your life as a whole? Um. Or your overall quality of life. It has 100% affected my quality of life positively. It's also a mental thing. People think, you know, oh, just going to the gym, you know, people are doing that just to get, like, big, just to build muscle. It is such a mental thing, too, because once you finish your workout, you're like, wow, like, I did something productive. I did something good with my day. I, you know, I did that. Let's say you hit a PR or something. You just get, Mm -hmm. like, that boost of dopamine. It makes you so happy. So I think... It has improved my mental health overall because it makes me feel productive, like I mentioned. Um, I think that can apply to a lot of people, and I'm sure it does. Um, aside from the mental part of it, obviously physically, like I just feel good. I feel like I'm in better shape. And um, yeah, that's basically, I just feel good overall, mentally, physically. I remember when I was uh, my first year of college, I would love going to the gym because it would just relax me. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then you could actually focus on like homework and stuff, and 
Cause like if I didn't go to the gym, I was just like like a nervous wreck. Like it was weird. Cause and I even talked to a guy in the gym about this, and he and he was he had the same thing. He was also a, a basketball athlete in high school, and I was talking to him and. And it was talking about how, like, after the gym, you just feel, like, so calm. like, mm-hmm. and, and then you can actually focus on, like, other stuff. Exactly. But if you don't, you have, like, this pent-up energy. Like, you need to do something. And, like, you, then you kind of mm-hmm. get nervous and you get more anxiety. And it, it, it's a lot harder to focus on things. That's exactly how I feel. If I'm, like, going about my day or if I'm out of town and I can't get to a gym, I'm, like, oh, I'm missing out on so much right now. Like, I could be there doing my thing. But I'm not because, you know, mm-hmm. I couldn't make it that day or I'm out of town or whatever. So it's, I don't want to sound like a complete, like, just cliche gym addict or whatever. But that's how it is for me. It's, it makes you feel so much more productive, like you actually did something good. And it's a form of self-improvement. Mm-hmm. So I think that in itself just is a boost, a boost of dopamine. And like you said, whenever you're leaving, you feel calm. Like, you just feel good. You feel yeah. good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Think you have more confidence now? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's yeah. one of the things a lot of people say is they feel like they have more confidence after they mm-hmm. start, you know. Yeah. And really just being good at something or just having the skill and, and developing it. Mm-hmm. Or even like being just having anything you want to do just that you're bad at, just try doing it and, and learn more and get better. And once you know you can be bad at something and improve, I think that, that boosts a lot of people's confidence. It's yeah. just knowing that you can improve at something. Exactly. Or at anything if you try hard enough or you put your mind to it. Because mm-hmm. my thing before, like, there were things I enjoyed doing, but whenever someone would ask me what my hobbies were, it's like almost like my mind went blank. Like, what do I like to do? Like, there were <laughs> things, but it's like, oh, that sounds lame. Like, yeah. But once I started going, it was like, I had found my niche, basically. I found, mm. like, what I genuinely enjoy doing. So that's, you know, also another thing. It definitely boosts your confidence. And another thing, too, I obviously don't go to the gym just, just to talk. Like, that's honestly a pet peeve, actually, whenever people talk to me in the middle of my sets, and it happens so often. <laughs> no, but... Um, so it's... I don't want to go there to talk, but the people you do talk to, it's, like, just a whole community, Mm-hmm. people can bond over things and really help each other out like let's say you need a spot on something like anyone is willing to help you out basically like mm-hmm. everyone's just so friendly because they know they've been there they've been where you are they still are there you know so it's also the community that's a really big part of it too yeah mm-hmm. that's good so i know you're you're somewhat of a, a new lifter but what what advice would you have to like a new uh, someone else who's who's maybe a new lifter or is thinking about starting or, or working out do your research i cannot stress this enough Uh do your research and also don't ego lift that's like a huge (laughs) thing please do not ego lift focus on the form yes especially whenever you're first starting out because you're not used to it also something i did was um the idea of going before i started going to the gym but i knew i would uh the idea of not knowing how to work machines were a little bit intimidating so Mm -hmm. i looked up some videos on youtube and that helped out so much like, that might yeah. sound cheesy or whatever, but it did. Like, just don't be ashamed to look up videos on YouTube. See, you know, how to work certain things. You know, see what the proper form is for certain things. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And don't be scared to ask questions while you're in the gym. Yeah. Because, um, you know, everyone there has been in your position at one point. Like, they've all been beginners. So, they're going to 
they're going to be willing to help you out and answer your questions. So mm. definitely do your research. Um, nutrition is also such a big part of it. Like mm. such a big part. If you want to, whether you want to, you know, whatever, bulk cut or just gain strength overall, just nutrition is such a big part. Eat whole foods. Just, you know, try to eat healthier. And you will see a huge difference in your performance in the gym as well, as opposed to just eating trash. So, yeah, do your research for sure. Don't be scared to ask questions. Focus on nutrition. And don't ego lift. I think those are the four main points. <laughs> those are some good points. Yeah. Trainer Brie. Coach Brie. <laughs> Personal trainer Brie. What about yeah. you? What would you tell a new oh, gym man. beginner? You know what? I would say... Geez, just, you just turned the tables on me. <laughs> you did it on me last episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, to a new lifter. You know what? I would say just be consistent. You know, do do what you can do. And and don't feel like you have to do more than that. Don't, don't feel like you have to go above and beyond. Just do what you can do. Do what feels comfortable. You know, do what makes you feel good. Whatever the best routine is, the routine that's going to keep you consistent, and the best diet is the diet you can stick to. It's not about the perfect and always the optimal way, but it's just about just about getting there, getting into the routine of doing it, and actually that something and entering a mode of being that will actually produce consistency, and not just trying to copy what someone else did or do this or do that. And there's so much pseudo advice out there, and yeah, you have to do your own research and, and all that, and and you need really need to figure out what your goals are, and then uh, adapt accordingly to what you, your goals are, and do research accordingly. Like if you want to get as strong as possible, what what is strength training? If you want to get as uh, lean as possible, or you want to increase uh, longevity, or you want to increase endurance, look up how do you train for that? How what? What are the training methods for that, or what type of split do you want? Or even if you, if you don't even, if you don't even, some people don't, you don't even like like the gym, but you just want to have like a certain amount of baseline fitness. Like look up you no know, minimal training methods or or things like that. Things that just whatever whatever you want to achieve in the gym, there is a methodology to achieving that, and you just need to find the one that works for you. And it's not about you know being too dogmatic on one way or or one thing. It's just about what works for you. Those are all really good points. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Another thing, please do not make it your New Year's resolution as we're going to the gym because that will last about one month. Yes, <laughs> and that's ma'am. It. <laughs> Thank you. New Year's resolutions are stupid, I'm okay? I'm so dreading the month of January because I know my gym is going to be jam-packed. I'm not going to lie, that annoyed me. When yeah. I was like, you're all going to be gone in three months. They're all posers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there was one more thing. Um, there is so much misinformation on social media, like so much. I would not rely on just, I don't know, like scrolling through TikTok or Instagram. Pro tip, pro tip. Anyone who is sponsored by Gymshark, don't listen to them. (laughs) That's a pro tip right there. That sounds crazy to some people, but I promise you those Gymshark people are likely either on drugs or they just, they're just doing stuff to like, uh, just to just to get views and clicks like all those fancy workouts like oh they're they're doing like a push-up and they do like a a jump squat and they do like a jumping jack backflip boomerang mm-hmm. ab workout like all that stuff is just it's just for views guys Exactly. like that's not a good training program is to be like 
swinging on the ropes and whatever they're doing like it's not stick to the basics what's going to help you the most is stick to the basics like push-ups pull-ups there's a reason those exercises are staples and even in the military those those are the staple exercises push-ups pull-ups uh crunches you know there there's when in doubt stick to the basics learn the bit and when, and, and that goes for everything like everything you do in life there's going to be basics that you need to stick to like it's it's not about all that fan like if you can do all that fancy stuff that's cool if you want to do that you want to train for that and, and be able to do that that's great but if you just want to make progress in the gym and be consistent all that doing backflips and then doing a jump and squat into a push-up and then you know, doing a Spider-Man swing to the next gym and yeah, exactly. All that stuff is just not necessary. One of my biggest pet peeves is seeing the videos or just like picture posts things, and people are like, "Do this if you want to like get a small waist in thirty days." Like, no, that's not <laughs> what it days, takes. Bro, it's always it's always thirty exactly, days. Exactly, always, always thirty, 30 days. days. Because it sounds like such a short amount of time. So people are like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that." No, days. Wow. people usually have their own agenda. And that's also not what it takes to get a small waist in 30 days or whatever it may be. Like, people, also, everyone is different. Everyone has their own different routine. You mm. know, let's say someone has, like, let's say a dude has, like, good shoulders. And the guy mm. sees that and, like, oh, I want to do his routine and I'm going to get shoulders just like it is. Like, no. Genetics also plays a part in it. Diet plays a part. You can't just solely rely on this one person's routine to get you where you want to be. Exactly. So. Advice for beginners, just look up like the most basic exercises, do those consistently and progress, progressively add weight and reps for six to eight months. That's when you should expect to see, see some really good results, it's six to eight months. Because people think, oh, 30, the 30-day 30 program, it's the 60-day program, oh, no, you, it's going to take you like five to eight months exactly. to really see a change in your body. Exactly. So, yeah, that people should. The, the, there's this whole. It's such a scam to be like, oh, abs in 20 days, abs and, and all that stuff, and it's it's just a scam. Look, just understand that it's a process and it's going to take time, and it's okay that it takes time. That's how things happen. Change happens over time. It's not all going to happen in one day. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to just enjoy the process. Like I said, people have their own agenda, and of course they're going to push whatever they're doing for the clicks, for the views, whatever. But you made the point, like, it takes five to eight months. Like, it takes a long time. It takes discipline. It takes consistency. Consistency is so key. That's, mm. like, another thing I meant to say earlier. Like, you have got to be so consistent in your diet, in your routine. And doing random workouts. Oh, my goodness. This is another thing. There's, like, random workouts. You'll see, like, I don't know. Just, like, a, a simple routine that people will do once or twice. And, like, why am I not seeing any results? Like, it's because you don't have a set routine. You need to mm. make your own routine and be consistent with it. Do it for, like, four to six weeks, I think. And then some people switch it out after that. But just make sure, you know, you have a solid routine and you're not just doing random workouts you see wherever. Yeah. Good so, yeah. advice, Bree. Good advice. Got on a little tangent at sometimes, yeah. but, yeah. Anything you want to add? <laughs> um... I think that's it. Anything you want to plug? You got you got any anything? Um, my Instagram, I guess. <laughs> At Brianna underscore Bray, B R A Y. Yeah, that's give her the cloud, 17. guys. 
Exactly. Give all, me all that clout. All 15 of you. You got to <laughs> you got to follow No, right all 15,000 viewers you have. Fi- yeah, the or 15 listeners. million. Obviously. Yeah. 15 million viewers. This is the number one podcast in the world. Yeah, Joe Rogan who? Exactly. It's not even a guess. Who, who is that? <laughs> we don't know him. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here, Bree. Thank you for having me, Mike. I appreciated your presence, yes, everyone. Of course. Have a good day. Bye, guys. But um, but um, but um, but um, but um, but